Welcome to the Dear Beloved Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Jean, founder of the Beloved Collective, and together we will dive deep into relationships, femininity, and the stages leading up to marriage from a Catholic perspective. Here you'll find real conversations rooted in the truth, dispelling the lies found in our culture, and learn practical ways that we can keep Christ at the center of our lives and relationships. Well, dear beloved, welcome back. Today we have a very special guest, um, Maria Spears. Well, now you're going to have to pronounce your new name. Maria Muma. I, <laughs> I still have to be like, wait, Muma, Muma. It's Maria Muma. It's M-U-M-A-U-G-H. I know it's funky. It's taken me a while <laughs> to both say it and spell it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I, I know you as Maria Spears and I feel like a lot of people do. Yes. So- it's going to be a transition. Oh, it's going to be a major <laughs> transition. I know. I saw people like, what's your name? Maria Spears. Muma. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love it. Well, why don't you introduce yourself to all of the listeners here? Yes. So like Laura Jean said, my name is Maria Spears. Muma, I just got married almost three months ago. And I, gosh, my background, um, I've worked it. I do mindset coaching now for single women, have a, um, a, a company around that to really help women to thrive in each season. Um, we talk about single life and dating. And so I do a lot of coaching around that and courses. And then background has also been, um, worked in the music industry for a long time, um, both secular and Catholic and Christian. Um, and I have a band of women's ministry. So I do a lot of speaking and singing and also background in health and fitness, nutrition, all things holistic. So that is, in a nutshell, um, a lot of what I do. And I'm currently taking a class, which is so fun, on to be a hormone educator, um, because I think it really ties in with living very holistically and living um, really thriving, you know, in our bodies and in our vocations and, and where we are as women, because God made us women so brilliant. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit about me. And I'm married to an amazing man named Matt. And we live in South Carolina right now. So amazing. Mm-hmm. That's so great. I mean, I just, I followed you for a few years now and seeing yeah. just the different things that you have your hand in. Yeah. Um, and it, it just reminds me of like, you wouldn't necessarily be going after these things for your own like (laughs) desire like these these things that you're doing have been very god-led and i see that so clearly so Mm, keep it up (laughs) thank you yeah i've never i've never worked a nine-to-five job and and a big part of that was i i didn't want to do something just for a paycheck and i know that works for some Mm -hmm. people but for me the mission aspect both the making a difference and and the joy factor are both pretty high up there and and really just running after the lord with that you know and seeing what doors he opens and Mm -hmm. what are the desires on my heart and and taking those to him Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of people know you at least the people that I talk to <laughs> know you yeah. in relation to your single season. And I know you do a lot of work too yes. with women who are single. Yes. So could you just tell us a little bit about what that looked like for you? Oh man. Yes. So I, from the time I was little, I wanted to be a wife and mom. So I really grew up thinking I'm actually, it was, it's funny looking back there was two things. I said, I wanted to be a wife and mom and I wanted to be a musician and travel all over. And 
I did with the music. I traveled all over the world and, and that was amazing. And, but the, the wife mom thing seemed to keep evading me. <laughs> and, and, and I have to laugh when I said, cause I, you know, definitely went on a lot of dates and, you know, people will be like, Oh, can I sit you up with this person? And, you know, for one reason or another, right. Things did not. And I, um, it was, it was looking back during that time, I remember when I was probably about 15 and I, and I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I will go anywhere. I will do anything, whatever you ask, whenever you ask, however you ask with whoever you ask, if you will lead me. Mm-hmm. And, and so I really, I, I took that very seriously with the Lord to just like, here's my hands, here's my fiat. Um, and, and running after him in that. And, you know, sometimes life doesn't look how we think it's going to. And so I was single for way longer than I ever thought, planned, dreamed, desired. <laughs> um, and at the same time, I, I, I was living in Nashville um, with two of my best friends. And we, it's funny because one of the girls, Kara, she had a dream and in her dream, um, she saw us doing ministry together, singing, speaking, traveling. And um, so we started praying about that, that, that vision, that dream. And um, she, it, it, it was funny because we, we joked that, so we started this band of women's ministry called His Own. And we joked that instead of getting cats, <laughs> we got a ministry instead, right? Because it's kind of a thing like as women get older, they get cats and whatever. And, um, and we just never, you know, looking back, I never wanted to waste the moments that the Lord gives us. We have 1,440 minutes in a day. And I, I remember just thinking, Lord, like, I, I don't, I don't want to waste these moments, even though, yes, I, I, you know, was hoping to be in a different season during this time, but is, is the season I'm in and, and I can either be bitter and I can fight it and be angry and hurt and upset, or I can open my hands to the reality of it, of what it is, which is both, both a cross and a gift, you know, and, and then I can learn how to use this season well and to thrive during the season and to also use it as prep preparation for what I do believe is my vocation, you know? Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of pain in the process. There was a lot of purification in the process. Um, I remember I, I had walked the Camino and I, I remember meeting this girl from Poland and we were just sharing. She also had a desire to be married and she was also in her, I think, mid thirties at the time. And she, you know, she said, you know, she said, I really do want to be a wife. I really do want to be a mom. But even if that never happens, I, the Lord's still good. And, and he wants good for me. And, and, it, and, you know, and I trust him. And I remember in that moment thinking, I don't know that I can say that I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, and it had to be really honest. And, and the Lord, I think, really took me on a journey with that. Can I get to a point where even if this deepest desire of my heart does not unfold the way that I, I want it to, can I still say he's good? He's a good father. Can mm-hmm. I still trust him? Can I still live with, with joy and this hopeful expectation that my father has good things for me? Can I still do that? And, and I think in many ways, a lot of my single life was this journey with the Lord through that process of getting to a space where I could say, like, even if it's still okay, like I mm-hmm. still trust, you know, he's still good and they're still good for me and they're still good in the world. Um, and, and, and it's a painful purifi- purifying process. Mm-hmm. 
And I think the, the other thing with that too is I think so many people don't understand unless they've walked that. So many people, you know, I had so many friends who got married early and know so many people who did. And, and, and really, honestly, there's a lot of judgment on it. Your standards are too high. Um, you know, what are you doing wrong? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many, there's a lot of criticism and there's a lot of assumptions and there's a lot of things people say not to be mean, right? I think so many have these, these good hearts, right? Oh my gosh, why are you still single? You're such a catch. Why is no one, you know, all these things and, and people mean well, but it can be a dagger, to your heart. Mm. You know, gosh, your biological clock is ticking this, you know, on and on and on. And, and they're hitting these pain points that are already painful enough for women. You know, like Mm. when you're single, you are keenly aware of all of these things, right? You don't need to be be reminded of that, but you might need to be reminded of how wonderful you are. You might need to be reminded that like, Oh my gosh, keep hoping, keep praying. I'm praying for you too. You might need to be reminded that God has this awesome, awesome plan and, you know, whatever. But I think there's, I think that's what really put my heart in this space for other single women was being in that for so long. Mm -hmm. And I had a couple people, one particularly, that really journeyed with me during my single years. And we did some coaching together and it, it helped me to hold hope. And it helped me to keep going with, with joy and with expectant hope, right? Scripture says praise what already happened. And, and to really just be declaring those, those pray, like, thank you, Lord, that you do have my husband. Thank you, Lord, that you're bringing him to me in your right timing. Thank you that I have this time right now to serve you and love you in this way, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it made me even more passionate that we need others to walk with us during the mm. season. And so that is, that's, that really is where my heart is. I love so many things you just said. <laughs> um, yeah, just like just picking up on the fact that we are not called to be alone ever. And, and even though our desire for marriage can be so strong in times of single seasons and that's the kind of intimacy and connection that we desire we still need other relationships and Mm. those are so healing yes um yes so that is something that i want to like continue telling people because you you don't want to just hold yourself away and be like I meant to be alone. That's no. not it. <laughs> you know, I, that's and not I, it. oh my gosh. And I think that's honestly a ploy of Satan. I really do that, that mm-hmm. you're alone. You will always be alone. Like all these horrible thoughts, right? Like you're alone. You'll always be alone. And, and then also because of shame, I think there's, there's a space, um, there's a lot of shame that covers women when they're single. You know, I've coached so many women mm-hmm. in that space and that's that shame. It's real and it's heavy and, and it's honestly straight from hell. <laughs> like it is. And having community, oh my gosh, knowing that there's other people in that same space, I think is so important. Having other mm-hmm. women to journey with and, and guy friends too, right? Like having people, having a community of people, both um, who, who are in the same place as you, who understand. And then, and then also people who are in a different season, right? Cause mm-hmm. we like life is full of seasons, but that community, mm-hmm. I, I love that you stress that. And I know so much of the beautiful work you do is so amazing with, with, especially cause you do so much with Pope John Paul II. And he understood that like our hearts are made for communion. <laughs> so amen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and something else 
that you said about the seasons, that reminded me of something you said earlier that I've noticed that a lot of times in, in the journey of being single, you can have these seasons where you're actually okay. Yes. Like, like you're not overly, you know, just in a terrible place. Like you, you've accepted it. You're in that yeah. expectant hope. But then that season can change and often it does. And so it's like we have to choose again and again yes. what what's like where our heart is going to be oriented towards. Yeah. We have to choose that again and again. And that's true in the whole of our Christian life, or the whole of this journey. Yes. But I think that's n never really spoken about when talking about oh. single seasons. Oh my gosh. It, it really, it, I mean, exactly what you said. There are moments, there are seasons where you're like, I'm doing great. I, I, I love my work. I have amazing friends. I'm feeling very fulfilled in what I'm doing. I recognize the ache still there, but like I'm doing good. And mm -hmm. then you have seasons that are just dark and they're just mm -hmm. heavy. And that's a space where I, I do think that there is a, a spiritual element to that, you know, where there's this almost like a darkness sometimes that can come over and a, a little bit of a hopeless despair, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember particularly having a very hard season with that. And I remember a, a dear, sweet friend who she called me and she, and she, I, I was in tears, you know, mm -hmm. and she just said, she said, my husband and I are going to call you later and we're going to pray deliverance prayers with you. And it lifted something. And, and so there is both the spiritual and then also the stuff that we can do, right. Is what, is what am I focusing on mentally? Mm -hmm. Where am I hanging out in my thoughts when it comes to being single? Am I looking around and comparing my life? right? Because that is a recipe for disaster. Um, comparison is the thief of joy, you know? And so it's like, if you keep comparing your life with other people who seem to have what you want, you will always be disappointed. You know, you will always be sad. And so what other thoughts are you letting take over in your mind? You know, that's mm -hmm. a place we know that that's where spiritual warfare happens is, is, is in our minds. Like the enemy can offer really bad thoughts and we can choose to keep thinking those or we can choose other ones and mm -hmm. you know we can let ourselves have our pity party and, and I think when we are in a sad season and in, in a moment where it's it feels dark it's okay to acknowledge yeah I'm just in a lot of pain right now mm. it's just hard right because I think it's also a disservice just to almost ignore the pain and to push it away and to try to buffer. Oh, I'm just going to eat all the ice cream or all the chocolates. I don't feel this, right? No, like let yourself feel that pain. I remember going and just sitting in adoration with the Lord and just sitting there and just crying, you know? And, and Jesus, he doesn't promise to take away the pain, but he promises to be in it with us. And it, it's, it's funny and it seems counterintuitive, but if you will sit in that pain with him, it will subside. It will get easier. It will get less. Yeah. And the, the fact is that pain serves a purpose. Yes. yes. It serves a purpose in physical pain that we feel, in emotional and spiritual pain that we feel, yeah. to tell us that there's something different. There's something more yeah. 
mm-hmm. that's that's ready for you, whether that be like physical health when you're like sick and you have the flu and like your entire body is like in flames and <laughs> you feel a lot of pain. It's telling you that something's wrong yes. and, and health is, is the goal there. Right. And so it's the same thing in those seasons. It's that pain mm-hmm. tells us and reminds us of the beauty yes. that of, of the design that God created us for 100%. to be, in communion with someone else in that particular way. And so I think there's a huge temptation to become so numb to that pain and to become so mm-hmm. independent in some ways and and saying, well, I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm totally fine figuring this out on my own yeah. because we miss what we're made for. Yes. Well, and I, and I think there's there's different protective things that we tend to do as women, you know, during during seasons of singlehood is that we do try to self-protect. I don't need it. I'm fine. It's okay. And we can go into mm-hmm. ultra independence, right? And the downside to this, to be really honest, and this has been super fascinating, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm taking this course to be a hormone educator. And one of the things that I'm learning that's just blowing my mind is how much our, our hormones impact our emotions, our mental space, whether we're thriving or not. And what was really fascinating is when women step into the space of like ultra independence, I've got it myself, whatever, it raises their testosterone. And when it raises their testosterone, it actually massively elevates women's stress. Rather than going into a space of receptivity, which our bodies tell us that's what we're made for, right? Like rather than going to a space of receptivity of, of you know, okay, Lord, like trusting God of um, uh, just more of like stepping into a different mental space. It's not all on you, even though it feels like it, even though sometimes you take it on because it can help kind of numb the pain. But stepping back where your estrogen actually elevates a little bit and your testosterone goes down, that actually helps us to feel less stressed, even though it can seem t- counterintuitive. Wow. And so, yeah, and then there's there's a whole list. It's actually really cool things we're starting to dive into, and I'm actually starting to include it in some of our courses um, for women because I, I think it's so important for women to recognize we are unconsciously self-sabotaging ourselves with our hormones and, and being stressed and feeling worse about our lives when we don't have to. But we ne- we've never been taught how much our cycles impact things, how much what we do or what we don't do, whether we're in a receptive space or in a grasping space. All those things really impact our hormones, which impact how we feel about everything and the way that we view mm-hmm. us, ourselves, our lives, all of that. And then the second part is the temptation to just buffer right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to avoid, I'm going to escape the pain. I'm going to, I'm going to go eat all the junk food or I'm going to go numb out and go watch Netflix for the next whatever binge, you know, and, and actually feeling the pain is a really important part because it is a reminder. This is what you are made for. Don't forget that, right? Mm-hmm. This is what you're made for. You are made for community. You're made for other, right? And use that pain, like open those hands up, you know, open those hands and, and, and lift those up here, Jesus. It hurts so bad right now. Here's the pain, but I know use that to bring my spouse to me. Use that to help me become the woman you've created me. You know, like don't waste 
that pain. And I know, ladies, I know sometimes it gets more, it feels like it's more than you can handle. And that's where I think we do need to have someone that you can call and cry to. Mm -hmm. You know, have someone, you don't have to carry it alone and you're not meant to carry it alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, say it again, because it's so true. Like, yeah. even even if we have, like, these these close friends, sometimes we can feel like we're too much right. if we call them crying. Yes. Right. Or, you know, we can share about, you know, we can rant about how we're not happy in mm-hmm. this season of life or whatever when there aren't really emotions involved. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, yeah, there's a totally. like big divide but the thing is is once you do that I mean you just become closer anyway yes and so and I think the other part with that when you are sharing and 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 just letting your heart be open to another the temptation again for single women is to men bash there's no good men out there, you know, or they're all just this and this and they're not pursuing all the things right the temptation is to do that and they and, and I think the invitation is to share, I'm so sad that no one's asked me out. I'm so brokenhearted that, that I'm not married with kids. I'm so, you know, sharing like this, the sad things, the hard things, but rather than putting a label on, well, there's no good men, you know, or mm-hmm. all the men, nobody ever asked out, blah, blah, blah. Rather than putting that label on because you have something in your brain called a reticular activating system, you know, which is, it's, it's a filtering system. It's so what you focus on, you will literally see more of like God put it in your mind for a reason. And, and the thing is, because when we're using, I, t- I tell ladies all the time, your thoughts are your God given superpowers or your worst death trap. And you get to choose how you use it. Right? So if you're focusing on, there's no good man. There'll never be any, da, 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 right? Your brain is going to show, try to prove to you, you're right. This is why. Mm-hmm. And you will unconsciously self-sabotage every time, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you're like, okay, like, yeah, no one's asked me out right now, but I know there's someone out there. I know there's, and I know there's good men out there. Maybe I'm in a moment where it seems like I'm meeting all the guys who are not, right? But like, there are good men out there. <laughs> and, and, and I get that. And, and so I, I also want to encourage you to be careful about stepping into that bitter camp, mm-hmm. right? Which is easy to turn into because it is, ladies, it's, it, there, it can be so painful and it can be so hard when you're not finding the good men and you, they're not asking you out and you're not where you want to be. But it actually does make it worse when you talk about that part of it. How, you know, and again, I'm not saying don't, don't mask, you don't have to mask what you're feeling or thinking, but be aware you know, scripture talks that there's life and death in our tongue, right? Our words matter. Our words have power. They're meant to. And how can we use those words for encouragement? Yeah. Because there are so many things against, well, yeah. the entire world is against marriage and family yeah. at the moment. But <laughs> True. that begins before marriage. I mean, that begins with the individual. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of negativity out there in general. Yes. And with so much negativity, it can be really hard to see a point in keeping going or to even try to be better than the average. Right. And so like, how can we use our words Mm -hmm. to encourage not only our fellow women in this stage, but also the men 
yes. who are afraid to ask people out anymore. Right. right. <laughs> right? Encourage the good. It's, it's funny too, because something that Matt, my husband and I have gotten in the habit of doing is when one of us might say something negative about something, someone, you know, it could be about each other or it could be about a situation and, and we will immediately catch each other and say, actually, in the name of Jesus, I reject that. Like, don't accept that, right? And so our, our words do have so much power. And so are we encouraging the men in our life? Are we appreciating, even if the effort seems below, you know, what should be, that should be basic, even if it's below, right? What you appreciate, you get more of. Mm-hmm. And so are we calling out the good? Like, I, I am so convinced that it is imperative that our words are life-giving, that we're calling out the good, the true, the beautiful. Scripture talks about that, right? That we are calling out those good things regularly and words of encouragement both with men and with women. And the interesting thing is also, I know we hear a lot about gratitude these days, but we know that it changes our brain. I remember having a situation where I, it was a season where everything that was going could go wrong did. And it was so painful. And I was, I remember I was driving somewhere, I was pouring down rain, super nasty out, which totally fit the way that I was feeling. <laughs> and, and I felt the Lord say, I want you to thank me for the rain. And I was like, I can't thank you for the rain. And, and I thought him say again, Maria, I want you to thank me for the rain. I was like, but it's horrible out. It's cold. It's nasty. And, and again, he was like, Maria, thank me for the rain. And I was like, fine, thank you for the rain. And, you know, and then he was like, Maria, I want you to thank me for the rain because it'll bring flowers. And I was like, thank you for the rain because it'll bring flowers and I do like flowers. And, and then he's like, okay, and I want you to thank me for the grass. And I, and he started taking me on this journey of, okay, and I want you to thank, thank me for the, your car, that you have a car to drive. Thank me that you're a lot like, and he took me through on, on this journey of thanking me for these like little tiny things that you could, that you honestly don't even think about your during your day because it's so normal, right? And mile after mile, as the Lord was having me to thank you for this and thank you, I started feeling an internal shift in my emotions, mm-hmm. in my heart, in my mental space. And so when you are in a place of just kind of desolation with it and sadness and in that hard season, start by what can you call out the good on? What can you call? Mm. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Because it does, it can change. I mean, it changes your neurology. It changes your biology. Like it's, it's really powerful. And these are, again, they're simple tools, but they're powerful tools. Mm. Yes. And also, I know we chatted briefly about encouraging the men in our lives, but Ladies, let's <laughs> encourage each other and not in the way, like, I see this a lot of, you know, friends who come to friends and they're like complaining about something and, you know, we're just agreeing with each other. Right. right. And like, what about encouraging each other to be the better person, to yes. encourage each other to, to seek out healing Yeah. for, for the things that we need healing in because mm-hmm. we all need mm-hmm. it, right? Amen. Let's encourage <laughs> each other to speak life into our relationships and yeah. not to bash whoever yes. we're talking about, right? Like let's encourage the mm-hmm. good. Let's encourage the virtue yeah. in each of us and not just turn a blind eye and, mm. and, you know, get into those gossipy moments yes. where, you know, we can all agree at the end, like 
yeah, this person was terrible to you and all these things. I think yes, like, like if you've ever had that experience and after that conversation ends, do you feel better? Right. Right. <laughs> or do you feel kind of icky? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, what about if you were talking about, okay, this is where I need healing and opening up about that mm-hmm. and seeking that as the yes. root that you take in that conversation versus this is all the things that are wrong with this person. Yeah. (laughs) Right. It is a totally different conversation. Preach. Yes. Well, we're, we're so quick. I think we're so quick to, when we're feeling bad about ourselves, we're very quick to call out the bad in others. I think to try to pacify that. And I think women particularly are, are, there's a pretty big tendency towards that. Mm-hmm. And, and so being aware that, um, uh, I think it's Hildebrand who she, she talked about, you know, when women are good, women are really good. Like women have the capacity to elevate to heights that are, and she, she kind of says like essentially higher than men, like when it comes mm-hmm. to virtue, holiness, whatever. But she also says that when it comes to being evil, <laughs> women's capacity is also greater. Like there, there's just a broader spectrum. And I remember really contemplating on that and, and thinking and kind of praying on that. And, and so I think it gives women an even higher responsibility in our conversations with each other. You know, are we, when we're in a circle where people are, are speaking negative about someone, are we the one that we either counter that, right? Say, actually, I, I, I really think she's great actually. You know, or, mm-hmm. or leave the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. Do we have the, um, or start sharing, you know, yeah, maybe she has it, but I'm really struggling with that also. So like, I, I, I totally get it, right? Like, can we mm-hmm. relate? Can we open? And it takes vulnerability and it takes intimacy and, and those are things that our culture doesn't like, right? It's, it's, I remember having a counselor who said, you know, intimacy is the one thing that everyone desires the most, and it's also the one thing that everyone also pushes away because it's so scary. And it's, it's so unwilling so to do it. Yeah. 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 But that's the only way that relationships grows, you know, both with the Lord and with others. And, and so it can be very scary to step into that place of vulnerability and intimacy, mm-hmm. but it's, it's also very healing to do. What's up, beloved fam? It's me, Laura Jean, interrupting this episode to tell you about my flagship program, Made Beloved. Made Beloved is a proximate marriage preparation program that was designed with single individuals and dating couples in mind. When I was getting my master's in marriage and family theology, I was filled with so much gratitude that I got to study those topics as a single woman. I knew that what I was learning was changing my life not only then, but would change everything moving forward. I created this program not as a typical marriage preparation program where You already know who and when you're getting married, but more to answer the big questions of, was I made for this? What are these longings teaching me about the design of God for marriage? Is there really something that can fulfill all of these desires of my heart? And if there is, how do I start building the life that supports these beautiful design of the creator? We go over all of that and more in the 12-week Made Beloved program. 
I only open up registration a couple of times a year. So go to thebelovedcollective.com to learn more and to sign up for our waitlist to be the first to know when registration opens up. Looking for curated, beautiful paper goods and intentional products to simplify your life? Then look no further than the Beloved Co. Shop. Yes, my very own product shop is here. Each product is made with the intention of helping you live well in the present moment. Stationery to help you connect with others, desk pads to help you remember what's really important as we plan out our weeks, and so much more intentional Catholic products to help you be a saint now and prepare you well for your future. These also make excellent gifts, so if you are looking for a gift for someone special in your life, check out the Beloved Co. shop on our website, thebelovedcollective.com. That's beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. And as always, you can find the link in our show notes. Do that. Amen. <laughs> it's so healing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, in hearing a bit of your story, I just feel like there's a, a theme that I can kind of pull from it of mm-hmm. throughout the different seasons, you've just constantly had this like pull back to the Lord and just kind of running after him yeah. and just like, this is, this <laughs> is you make me and here we are, we're yeah. following your lead kind of thing, yeah. uh, which I love. Um, so like in, in your own words, like what does that, that mean or like look like to you? Mm. I think, you know, I, I remember just during every season, you know, we have, we have hills and we have valleys, right? We, but mm-hmm. I think in, particularly in the valleys, I, I just always find myself back at the foot of Jesus in adoration. I go and I find a little space where nobody, or even, even if they don't have adoration there, I just find myself back near the tabernacle and I sit there with the Lord. And I remember one of the times, and, and, and I was angry at the Lord. It was a really hard season. I remember just being, I was angry at the Lord. I was angry about a lot of things going on and just very, very hurt. We know that anger is a secondary emotion. So there was a lot of pain underneath that. But I remember sitting there and also saying, but where else do I go? You know, like, like if not Jesus, then what? Right? If not Jesus, then who? If not to him, where? Right? Right. And that's exactly what Peter says after yeah. Jesus is like, you guys want to leave too? And he's like, where, where would we go? Right. <laughs> right. There's, there's nowhere else. And so for me, ultimately running after the Lord in each season has has been survival. If I'm really honest, it's, it's been survival because there have, you know, I, there was, you know, there's been a lot of very painful, painful seasons in my life, you know, during one of the hardest ones, it was one of those where, um, I was dating someone thought we, you know, we were talking engagement and we broke up. And then my music teacher who I was close to, he was murdered. And then my, um, uh, a really hor- horrific situation with my parents came about. And then my, um, cousin died from a drug overdose and then my grandfather died. It was literally within four months, six like major, major things that happened. And it was also this summer that I, it was right after that I actually ended up walking the Camino that had already been planned. Again, kind of a God thing. And um, I, I go back to that Every season of our life, the Lord is inviting us to run to him. He's already there. He's already running towards us, right? But sometimes when we are in hard spaces, our temptation is to just be like, 
forget you, I'm out. But that actually makes it worse on us. You know, it makes it way harder. And so for me, it has looked like, you know, when I'm in hard seasons, going and just, I, I cry at the foot of his cross, you know, like mm-hmm. just sitting with him in the pain, not running, not avoiding, not escaping, even though that's a temptation. And it took me a while to learn that, <laughs> sit in it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and so, so running after him during the, and then during the higher seasons where you're like, oh my gosh, this is great. It's still like including him in every part. Thank you, Jesus, that we're on a mountain right now. You know, like that, what a gift, right? What a gift is, mm-hmm. is also constantly remembering that like everything is gift from him, you know, in each of those moments, even though sometimes the moments don't feel like gift <laughs> and, um, you know, and so being willing to, for me running after him has been willing to do the uncomfortable, you know, it's, um, but it's also been spaces of, in making decisions, Lord, what do you want from this? And sometimes you don't know for sure, but you're like, all right, Lord, I prayed about, I don't know which direction. So I'm going to take a step and you have no trouble closing doors. But sometimes we stand in front of a door so long and it's unlocked, but we we're like, Lord, why aren't you opening the door? And he's like, um, I need you to actually like turn the knob and walk through. <laughs> like that's on you, boo. Yes, that's on you. you know? And, and, but we, but we don't, cause we, we, sometimes they think we want the Lord to do it all. And it's kind of like when I was doing a lot of personal training, I'd have clients who, and, and I think we see this a little bit more, more in the Catholic world, but where you know, Lord, help me lose weight, but then they don't leave their couch, right? So they'll pray all the time, but they're not going to get their booties off the couch and, you know, start walking or join a gym or start working on eating a little bit healthier, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So running after him is also like co-cooperating with the Lord and co-creating a beautiful life regardless of, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we can control and there's a heck of a lot of stuff we can't. But the stuff that the Lord has given us to be good stewards of, okay, how am I using that? And in that process, pursuing you. You know, there was, um, there was a, a poll with our ministry that we did over on, on social media some years back. And we said, okay, how many of you guys are married? How many of you are single? And I think it was like 60, 70% were not married, but wanted to be. And then the next question was, if you knew God had an awesome man for you, you would meet it meet him in his time, but that he was out there. What would you be doing in the meantime? And these ladies had awesome answers, you know, like I would go travel. I would go be a nanny in this place. I would write a book. I would start this podcast. I would do this ministry. I'd get involved with this in my church. I would like all these awesome, beautiful things. And then we said, well, how many of you guys are doing those now? And Mm -hmm. so many were not because they're like, well, I, I'm afraid if I get involved with that, then I won't meet someone like on and on. Mm -hmm. And so, which to me is just so devastating because the Lord has given you these beautiful gifts, these beautiful desires and dreams, right? These beautiful things to be living fully wherever you are right now. And in that fullness of living to be healing and to be growing, to be Mm -hmm. running towards the Lord in those gifts he's given you, right? And those desires mm-hmm. he's given you. And so many people, the temptation, and I understand that temptation, been there, done that, right? Like the temptation is to just not, and to just stop and to just wait. And 
And then you, you miss out on awesome things that maybe you actually would have met your person through the process of doing what the Lord's invited you to do, you know, and, and yes. the thing with, with marriage or dating or engagement, any of those things is like, or any dreams that the Lord puts on our hearts is in many ways, it's not so much about you and that person as it is about you and the Lord. Like marriage is an, an invitation to become the woman that God's created you to be, you know, in communion with this other person. And yes, there, there's a lot more about that. And there's so much more we could put in, in theology of the body. And, and, but at the heart of things, is this, like when we die, we stand before the Lord individually, right? Like mm-hmm. we, it's, 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 you don't get to take that person with you. Now, the things that you've done, right? The suffering you've offered, the gifts you've shared, the love you've given, those get to come with us, right? And it's not about doing, because I also don't want to put the space that if you're single, you have to do, 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 because I think that's also a big fallacy that can get us in trouble and put us in a higher testosterone space, um, which is more stressful. But you do have gifts to offer, right? Mm-hmm. Fulton Sheen talks about that. Essentially, civilization rises or falls based on the quality of women, so as women, we have this beautiful invitation to run after the Lord in our being, in who we are, in how we show up to our life, in, in the things that we are fostering, right? What are the gifts that the Lord's given you right now that there's an invitation to foster those because through fostering those, you become more virtuous. Mm-hmm. You become more docile to the Lord. You become more humble. You know, you, you grow in areas that you didn't even, in, in wisdom, right? That you didn't even know. I, I think the more, the more suffering I go through and the more challenges, the more I'm aware of how much I don't know, right? And how many areas yes. I do need to grow in and how many is like, yes. oh my gosh, yes. you know? And so I, I, I do think that that very practically, it, it looks like in running after the Lord, what have you given me? You know, what, what are my little loaves and fishes? that I can give back to you. And what does that look like? And the, and the answer is different for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a, it's, a, it's something that a lot of people miss often is that key of our free will. Mm. We're mm. always, you know, complaining and saying, God opened the door, yes. but <laughs> he's equipped us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. with that already. <laughs> Amen. And one of my favorite quotes is from St. Joan of Arc and she says, "Act yes. and God will act." Mm, so good. Yes. Right? Like yes. open that door and like you said, he will close it if that is not his will. Mm-hmm. But sitting on the couch and praying for all these things to happen. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in trouble by saying this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yes. Is that really a prayer? Right. Yeah. Because, you know, we need to like act in the truth. Yeah. The truth convicts us. Yes. And so if we truly believed in God's goodness and in his um, providence for our lives, mm-hmm. we would be up and doing. Oh my gosh. Yes. We would be up and living. We would be yes. doing those things that those women said that they would be doing and right. trusting that the Lord would bring their person in his timing. Yes. Yeah. You know? So good, Lord Gina. I love, I, I, I love how you said that. Like, is that a prayer? Because sometimes, and we've all been guilty of this, right? Like the reality is we are asking the Lord to do it because we're scared, 
because it's uncomfortable, because we don't want to have that conversation. We don't want to make it start physically, mentally, whatever, right? Because it's hard. Because we're lazy. We're lazy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just call it what it is, right? We've all been there. It's true. Yeah. But that is the invitation from the Lord is that you were given a free will. I love how you said that mm-hmm. because he's not going to make you get off the couch. He's mm-hmm. not going to make you do those things, but you have free will to choose to do it or not. I, I, I can say I've never seen the Lord have a hard time closing doors if I was going down the wrong road. Never mm-hmm. seen that be a challenge, right? Sometimes I've had a hard time making a decision and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to step into this and trust that, you know, I'm going to act and trust you're going to act. Mm-hmm. Every single time he acts, guys, he does. But mm-hmm. we do have to give our fiat. We have to give our yes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, here, Lord, I'm willing to step into that even though it's, ah, <laughs> you know? And maybe that means going to counseling. Maybe mm-hmm. that means, you know, uh, having that hard conversation with someone. Maybe that means getting a coach or taking a course or, um, you know, maybe that means, and there's so many different things that 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 can mean, right? Mm -hmm. But are you willing to really give the Lord your yes? Because here's what I can promise you. I can promise you is that it will be worth it. Like Mm -hmm. it may not be easy. It may not be comfortable. It may not, whatever. But at the end of the day, you guys, we have a father who is good, who mm-hmm. scriptures as, you know, what he has prepares for the, prepared for those who love him. Like I, it, like we can't even comprehend it. It's so mm-hmm. good. You know, think of the most amazing good you've had in your life and like multiply that so many billions of times that you, can, you can't even comprehend. Mm-hmm. And so it is worth it. And, and I think remembering that is that when we're in the middle of like, oh gosh, that means I've got to step up, step out, step into, okay, here we go, Lord. And he's in it with you. You're not alone. Yeah. And I do think that there is a time where those prayers need to happen in order for that courage and that trust yes. to be built 100%. in order to step out. I think sometimes that can be a season. Yes. However, mm-hmm. Right. We're, we're not saying that when we stand up and do that, we're all of a sudden taking the control back No, or we are, um, have to do it alone because he didn't show up. Right. He's going to show up in your effort. He's going to show up in answering the prayer that you, you, you know, enter into with your own free will. I mean, I love that the, our father talks about that. About like, forgive me, but only how much I forgive others. Yes. Yes. My husband like, loves that part. Yes. Whoa. That is a huge, huge, like, yeah. yeah, like, so I wonder if it's kind of the same thing, like help me as much mm. as I'm willing to help myself Yes. in this, mm. Yeah. you know, like our free will has to meet. Yes the Lord's will and mm. our free will has to meet his grace. Yes. Yeah. And I do think, you know, we, I do think that sometimes we have seasons, you know, kind of where the Lord does invite us to just pray. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there are seasons I, I remember having what I call kind of my desert season where ironically I was near the ocean, um, but it was a desert season in many ways, but it was the mm-hmm. invitation from the Lord to go deeper with him in prayer 
yeah. not as much of the exterior doing, but so mm-hmm. much interior doing. So then when I stepped out of that, it was like, oh, now we're running, Lord. Holy cow. It went from like, it seems like nothing's moving. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> we're just sitting here praying. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, ready, go. I almost think of it like, I don't know if any of you guys have ever played dominoes, but I always think of it, it's like all these dominoes that are set up. And you're like, ah, he's not doing anything. What the heck, right? And then they're saying, domino, domino, domino. And all of a sudden he pushes the one and brrr, I mean, when he moves, he moves, you know? Yes, I feel that so strongly right now. <laughs> where I'm at in life because that is just, that's, yeah. 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 I feel that. I felt it in different levels Mm. in like, you know, different degrees throughout my life. But this is like, I don't know. It's like all been leading up to this moment and he's pressed the dominoes and it's like, (laughs) Can I keep up? I don't know. We're going for it. (laughs) Yes. I love talking with you the other day, just hearing everything that the Lord's doing, everything, and and your yes that you've given and all the beautiful work you're doing where it's like all of a sudden this and this and this and this. And it's true. It's kind of this, oh my goodness, Lord, can I keep up with you? (laughs) Seriously. Yeah. But you know, I've I've given him my, my life. So here we are. We are running after him. (laughs) Yes. Um, so I, someone told me recently that I am like a midbrain thinker, which means I think of like both sides of my brain, which I think is true. I just didn't hear it in that way. But so I love like the intellectual and like the diving into discovering, Mm -hmm. but if anyone knows me, you know, I love the practical. Amen. (laughs) So, so like what are some practical ways or, or pieces of advice that you could give to our listeners today mm-hmm. that we can take little steps to run after the Lord. Mm, yes. So I think number one is starting to, what are the, look at your gifts. Mm. What are the gifts that the Lord has given you? What are those things? You know, maybe you're really good at cooking or baking, right? Maybe you're really good at, maybe you're just good with people right? Maybe you're good with, I mean, there's so many different gifts and talents. And, and I guarantee you that the Lord has given you some specific gifts in some capacity. So number one is just exploring those and starting to bring those to prayer and say, Lord, what do you want me to do with these? And then start mm-hmm. looking up things like, what could I do with this cooking or baking? Maybe I could, you know, maybe there's a family who needs a meal, right? Maybe there's a mom who just had a baby or maybe there's someone who's sick or maybe there's on and on and on, right? Or, you know, maybe I want to get super creative and do a little side gig where I'm like baking bread for this, you know, and selling it at the farmer's market or, but Mm -hmm. but just starting to get creative, like how can I use my gifts in a way that is using my gifts, you know, and that does feel fulfilling, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think number one is looking looking at the gifts and, and just exploring that with the Lord. Um, I think another way is to really in prayer, giving the Lord permission. Lord, mm-hmm. I'll go be, do whatever, wherever, however, whoever, whatever, you know. Um, and watch what doors open up with that. You know, just there, there's something about really giving the Lord permission over your life mm-hmm. that that 
I have found to be very, very powerful. Um, I think another way is to looking at your life. Do you need to be more involved or less involved? Because here's the thing. Oh, that. Yes. <laughs> here's what I've noticed, particularly for single women too. And I, and I think this is important is that I notice we either err on the side of doing nothing mm-hmm. or we err on the side of doing everything because we don't want to feel the pain. And so mm-hmm. we try to use all of our time and fill it with busyness. So taking an inventory of your life and looking and saying, okay, do I have gap spaces to just be able to be? Mm-hmm. Read a book. You know, do a project around the house. Um, mm-hmm. Grab coffee with a friend, whatever. Or just take a walk by yourself with the Lord. Like, do I have gap spaces in my life? Or am I doing all the things, right? So, so kind of taking a life inventory. I remember doing that a couple of years ago where I, I really, I, I was starting to get that space where I was doing all the things everyone. I was like, ooh, I am avoiding sitting with the pain of the reality of life in this mm-hmm. moment, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I do desire it to be with someone because I do desire this. And it was like, all right, that is not from Jesus. <laughs> I mm-hmm. just, so I sat down and I wrote on a piece of paper, heck yes, heck no. And I looked at my stuff and I said, what are the things I absolutely am like, heck yes, I love this work. I love what mm-hmm. I'm doing here. I want to keep doing it. And what are the stuff that were just like, eh, whatever. Because if it's not a heck yes, then it's a heck no. Mm-hmm. And it helped me to thin out my schedule to create space because it is important to sit in that, you know, to feel that ache. Yes. Even though it's uncomfortable. Like it, it is important, you guys. Um, so I think that. And then um, – Number three, actually three questions that I, that I, that I think are really good to ask yourself is number one, how are you growing in your relationship with the Lord? Number two, how are you growing as a whole person, physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally? Are you growing? Because we are called to holiness. And even like where in scripture where it says, you know, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. The, the actual translation of the word perfect is whole. So mm-hmm. are you, are you as a whole person, like, are you growing in holiness? W H O L I N E S S. Right. What are the areas? And if not, what do you need to, what are those areas that you need to work on? Mm-hmm. Is it your physical health? Because your physical health will impact your vocation. It will, mm-hmm. it will impact your spiritual life and emotional life and mental life. Right. Um, is, is there something you need to, you know, do you need to do some counseling? Do you need to do some healing stuff? Are there some books you need to be reading or some podcasts, right? Um, so you're growing as a whole person. And then number three, are you aware of what your mission is in this season? Mm. Because we have different seasons in our life where we have different missions. And sometimes we're afraid to step into a mission because we think, oh my gosh, if I do this mission, then I won't be able to have this other stuff that I want as a wife and mom, et cetera, okay? We're actually, I don't know when this episode airs, but we are, next week, we're actually gonna be doing a webinar on about diving into your mission. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of like talking more about that, particularly for single, for single women. Um, but I think it's so important to ask yourself those questions. Like, am I growing in my relationship with the Lord? And if not, what are the mm-hmm. practical steps? You know, mm-hmm. do I have a spiritual director? Um, and I, am I taking time for prayer, adoration? scripture reading. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, am I growing as a whole person? And then do I know what my mission is in this season? Am I, and am I stepping into that? Mm. So good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love those practical tips. So thank you. <laughs> I love practical. I'm glad you asked that because the head knowledge is great, you know, but if we don't have the practicals, all the head knowledge in the world does no good. Amen. Amen. Um, one thing I love to ask all the people on here is what has been a quote that you've been loving lately? Mm. I love me some Edith Stein and her quote where she says, you know, the woman's soul is fashioned as a shelter in which other souls may unfold. And I've just learned whether you are single, whether you are dating, engaged or married, that is true. As women, we have this beautiful call to be daughter, bride, and mother at all seasons. And it looks different, right? But we have a capacity within our hearts, within who we are in our feminine genius, um, to bring to life those people entrusted to us. And I guarantee you, you have people right now that the Lord has entrusted to you to love, Mm -hmm. you know, to help Mm -hmm. bring to life, to speak words of life and encouragement. And so I just, um, that, that I've, I've really been meditating on that one a lot. I love that. Um, last question, where can people find you? Yes. Okay. So you can go to the intentional single.com. That's one place. Okay, um, so send us a message on there. Um, you can find me on social media. It's just, I think it's, it's just Maria Spears. I think I don't, I don't know if my whole name Maria Spears. Awesome. I think it's Maria Spears. <laughs> so I'm on Instagram. I am on Facebook, but rarely on there. So, um, but on Instagram, I do quite a bit on there. And then um, I also wrote a book. So you can also go to the Mirror Book. I think it's the Mirrorbook.com. Um, or if you just look up the Mirror Book. Maria Spears, it will come up. And so I co-wrote that with um, a friend named Tim Howard. And so uh, so you can also find us there as well. So Amazing. all the places. <laughs> all the places. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if you're listening to this and you love this episode, share it with your friends and uh, come hang out with us, say hi, and start a conversation. Awesome. Thank you so much, Laura yeah. Jean. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the Dear Beloved podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or many on social media and leave a rating and review. And don't forget to follow along at the Beloved Collective on Instagram and YouTube. That's Beloved spelled B-L-V-E-D. 